Welcome everyone. Today we are talking to Stephen Jobert. We are going to be talking all things Easter, hope, and some great tips and tricks to really enter into this Easter season better, whether it's with music, Father Mike Schmitz, Bible in a Year, whatever. It's going to be a really great conversation and we're excited to have Stephen on with us. Welcome Stephen Jobert. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are? So my name is Stephen Jobert. I am from Lafayette, Louisiana. I'm a youth minister. I am an aspiring singer-songwriter. I'll lead worship and give talks for retreats and stuff. I am married. I've got two kids, both of them lovely little girls. Just, I love the church. I love Jesus and ministry. And I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I love this formality is if I do not already know Stephen, for those listening, I've been friends with Stephen for many years and he is awesome and his wife is awesome and his kids are just, I'm like better than he has described. They are the cutest human beings on the planet. So yes, yes. My wife is my better half. That is the proper Mm -hmm. term. And then our children are are fabulous. They're so cool. Yes, they are everything. Okay. So Stephen, you were saying that you are an aspiring singer and songwriter you are also a youth minister yes you're also married you also have children that is a lot going on yes how do you find time to also engage in your prayer life how has the past couple weeks been for you now that we're in easter how do you enter into those things so this is something that has happened since lint has started it honestly has been a game changer but i've just been really trying hard to like have a solid routine and like i was motivated like i started like gain a lot of weight and stuff and i was like oh man i need to like get back in like just i want to feel better about myself mm-hmm. i went on this personal retreat in january and i just didn't like who i was and who i was becoming and so i've just been sort of like on this journey towards like um like i was just i was full of a lot of, like, i was depressed i had like a lot of self-doubt i had a lot of just just a lot, right? Just a lot of baggage. I went on this retreat and it was beautiful. It was awesome. It was greatly needed. And I came back with this like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, start eating better. I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to start taking my prayer life seriously. I'm going to start doing all these things. And I'm going to be real. This is the first time in my life where I've really made moves in all of those areas at the same time. Where like, I've usually in the past, it's been like, okay, I just need to get my prayer life back in order. Okay. I just need to like get my health in order. But like, never just kind of all at once, like, oh, like I'm going to try to be healthy. I'm going to try to make sure I'm spending quality time with my family. And like, I'm spending quality time and prayer time and like learning about the faith again and all these different things. And it has been a game changer. Like, and it's so cool. This is the happiest I think I've been in a very long time. I love that. So Matthew Kelly, in one of his books called um, The Rhythm of Life, he talks about like just the different circles of health right? Mm -hmm. How there's like physical health, there's spiritual health, there's like intellectual health, and then there's like fraternal or like relationship health kind of thing. And so it's like whenever we're kind of filling in all those boxes is when we like to really start to thrive, you know? And I'm telling you, there's something to that. So I'm waking up early in the morning and going on these hour long, like jog walks, you know, I'm not an athlete. I'm not trying to be a a superhero, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I spend about 45 minutes to an hour walking and this is like at 5 30 in the morning because i gotta beat my kids up like i've gotta make <laughs> i've gotta wake up before them 
Yeah. And so I wake up in the morning and I go on a jog. I get back home and then I spend some time reading the readings for mass for the day. And then I make myself breakfast and whatever. And like, I've got this quality me time that like for about an hour and a half to two hours, like before the kids wake up, because they don't usually don't wake up till about seven. And then I'm like, I took care of me. And then I'm so ready to like, take care of my family, take care of jazz and take care of the kids. And like, I'm energized. I go to work at 8.30 and like, I've been up for like three hours. And so I'm not like rolling into work all heavy eyed and like, I'm coming in hot. I'm ready, you know? (laughs) And so it's crazy. It's the first time in my life where I really feel like this routine of life and then top it all off with Easter. The cool thing is about, about our faith, right? Is Lent kind of set me in a trajectory, right? It was like, I have these things. I also created time to pursue these things by, you know, I deleted the YouTube app off my phone. I deleted Instagram off my phone. I deleted like all those things that were just heavy distractions and it was absorbing a lot of my time, you know? And so Lent put me in a trajectory for like caring about my health, caring about my holiness, caring about spending time with my family, like reprioritizing. And so then now it like launched me into Easter where Mm -hmm. like I'm killing it. You know what I mean? Like I'm crushing it. I long for your confidence. I long for it. You are killing it though. As being your friend outside of this podcast, you are killing it. I was just talking to your wife and I was like, Stephen is doing it. Yes. And it's just crazy because I, I, and I don't want to be like boastful or anything. Oh, like no, it's no, not no. be proud of yourself because of me. Like it's because of like, just being open to, you know, I mean, just being open to like doing what the church wants us to do. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's having a disciplined lifestyle. It's like getting rid of the things that are distractions, focusing on the things that are important. And then like, now here we are, it's like, dude, resurrection season, baby. Like, come on, let's come at me, you know, (laughs) like, dude, let's go, you know, (laughs) it's just a really cool thing. And so that's kind of what my past couple of weeks have been like, has just been just really having a great time, like feeling like I'm, I'm where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I feel good about where I'm at with who I am and what I'm doing. And I don't know, man, it's just cool. It's really cool. Dude, I love that. I love that. And you find that, so you were talking about all the different ways that we can be healthy, right? Uh, And just kind of digging into that. So you find that for you going on your morning walks and kind of having that time to yourself and then also listening to something uplifting and then also reading something uplifting, you're feeding and then also literally feeding yourself. You are doing a lot of things that are kind of feeding your spirit in a way that you maybe weren't doing well before our faith is so clear about just you know we don't have this like body bad soul good thing it's like no mm-hmm. no like we are a marriage of body and soul like we're both of those things like i am my body mm-hmm. and so you know there's just something to be said about when you start to take that aspect seriously mm-hmm. and, and i think there is a line to that you can cross to where it's like you get into like a worship of physical fitness that is unhealthy And so I don't want anyone to think that I'm doing that or that's like, oh, physical fitness, everyone go get a gym membership or whatever, you know, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I just think there's something to be said about just looking at the totality of who I am as a person and trying to take care of all those things. And part of that is like my body and my health. And I mean, the way the body affects the soul, I think the church and, and I mean, and Jesus gives us a very like keen sense of that whenever he talks to us about fasting and the importance of it, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. there's only some demons that can be 
exercise through the power of fasting, you know? And Mm -hmm. so like, there's this fundamental aspect of who we are when it comes to food, right? It's like, you need to breathe, you need water and you need food. And of those three things, in terms of like primal basic survival, food is the one that you have the most wiggle room with, right? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so it's like, you can stave off food. And whenever you do that, you are abstaining on such a fundamental and like primal level that it really does focus you in and like empower your self-discipline muscles, if that makes any sense, like in your spirit, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like that, yeah. the powers that help you have self-discipline, like whenever you engage in fasting, it's empowering, you know? And like, yeah. and I'm not even doing fasting, like, you know, oh, I'm not eating food. Like, no, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm taking out sugar and stuff. And God so just bless. the willpower for me as someone, I've got the biggest sweet tooth ever. Like I'm a product of my mother. Like my mom mm-hmm. has a big sweet tooth at family gatherings. She is the one that is in charge of bringing treats. You know, like <laughs> it's always my mom, like bring the dessert. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I love that just sugar, man. And so I'm finally trying to like just weed out like refined and processed sugars. Mm. And it's like in everything, mm-hmm. even on something like a Nutri-Green bar, you know, it's like, ooh, I, could just, <laughs> I know it, it's disguised as something that's healthy and wonderful. And you're like, man, I could really just go for that Nutri-Green bar. And then you have to be like, nope. I'm just going to yeah. sit here and eat my carrots. You know what I and mean? When you like Google it, you're like, wait a minute. I Wait a minute. I know. And then you're like, added sugars. I know. And especially yeah. I feel like that's such a good point about fasting, especially during Lent. I felt like I forgot that it was Friday so many times. I forgot it was a Friday. And so I would either have already eaten a sausage mm-hmm. muffin at 2 p.m. when I realized, or I had realized that I was actually supposed to only be eating like even Ash Wednesday, horribly enough. I was like in the middle of eating a really big breakfast and I finished and I had eaten bacon and I woke up really early and I was so proud of myself for making an adult breakfast. And then after I finished, I was like, you have to be kidding me. So it's even like engaging Mm -hmm. in intentionality with those days, which aren't even a lot, you know, but it feels like all the time we're being kind of asked to do these things and just seeing how they can benefit us in real time is actually really powerful. So, yeah, well, and I mean, it's just the brilliance of the church, right? Is that like, they're going to prep you and like ask you to start taking seriously all of these things, like taking seriously your own spiritual life, taking mm. seriously, like, again, just the power of fasting and like denying self to like give yourself the self-control. So then mm. that way, once you hit Easter, It's like, I'm set up, like I'm ready to go, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it's just so cool. And I mean, Easter is just such a cool time. The resurrection obviously uh, is like the linchpin of our faith, right? Like it all, like St. Paul, it all comes down to the resurrection. And if it's not the resurrection, like if it didn't happen, then everything we believe is just, it's like, doesn't matter. It's it's literally irrelevant. It doesn't matter, right? Because if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then he wasn't who he says he was. You know, he wasn't God. And like, he's just a dude, you know? That is, yes. And to think, I used to never take Easter. Not that I don't take it seriously, but I just kind of, I thought Christmas, I mean, and Christmas is great, right? Like God becoming mm-hmm. man is something to celebrate. But I used to think that Christmas was just like the best. Yeah. And I never really understood why people hyped up Easter kind of just thought it was because people just like eating and wearing pastel clothes like one day a year to church. But 
now that I'm older, it's like even going to Easter Vigil Mass, which I went to for the first time, like four or five years ago, I could Mm -hmm. not believe how insanely beautiful it was to be. And we were talking about this earlier, just to be in complete darkness, sitting in a church, processing in from outside. And the feeling is sad. Like it's tangible. You can feel it Mm -hmm. in the air, you know, because God is, he's been not with us. And then to just have all the lights turn on, you know, Mm -hmm. hear the alleluia, like just everyone's waving at each other. It's like, a family reunion. We're all so happy. And like, all of this is for all of us as a collective, but then also individually, what a powerful thing to experience, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's so much symbolism in it. I mean, just all of Holy Week, to be honest with you, the church liturgy is just insane during Holy Week. It's so cool. But during Easter Vigil, I always love the moment where it's like everyone has their little candles Mm-hmm. And you start off with like a couple of people with their candle from the mm-hmm. Easter candle. And then everyone starts lighting each other's candles. And then it like carries from the back of the church all the way to the front. Mm. It's so cool. It is so cool. And like, I didn't, yeah, the Alleluia. My favorite, whenever I was in college, the campus ministry at my college was just incredible. Mm. And the music during Easter Vigil was just off the hook. There was like cellos and strings, French horns, timpanis, and this huge choir. It was just one of the most elevated experiences ever, especially because Easter Vigil is whenever they have all those extra readings and extra psalms. Yes, yeah. Because there's like seven readings before you get to the gospel for Easter Mm. Vigil Mass, which is, to me, also the brilliance of the church. So cool the way, you know, they really take you through some of the key high points in salvation history. I mean... It's hard to condense salvation history into seven <laughs> yeah. readings, but like yeah. you get some like really good high points. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're with Adam and Eve and Moses, and I'll be, you know, just these great well, pivotal points. moments in salvation history kind of pointing to and leading up to Christ. Mm. And then, boy, right whenever you get to that first Alleluia, man, you've been abstaining from that Alleluia for, <laughs> you know, for 40 days for or 40 whatever. 40 days. Mm hmm. And then finally, when everybody, like the church lights up and just, oh gosh, man, that big hallelujah. I just, I feel that. Like I remember the first time I went, the first time I went to Easter Vigil as like a Catholic who actually like cared, Mm. I was literally, I got misty eyed, man. Like when I got to sing the hallelujah, I was like, Jesus Christ is alive, man. And I was like, it just gave, it's such a beautiful experience. There's not a thing about Easter Vigil that I don't like. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, the first time I went to Easter Vigil, I also got teary-eyed because when the lights all came on, Uh everyone's waving, like the bells are like clanging. It's so loud and the priest is smiling and everyone's just like, yes. And mass starts and you're like, yeah, like it's so hype. And you're like, everybody, let's go. Like, let's go back outside. And it's amazing. Yes. It's what they're talking about in the Psalm. They're talking about the joyful noise, like Psalm 100, mm. right? That joyful noise to the Lord. It's so evident in that. You know what I mean? Because there's not, I mean, it is musical and melodic to a certain degree, but it's like, it's just bells and like freaking everybody losing their mind, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, as you should, right? Yeah. Like Jesus, the Messiah, like 
As you should. Yeah. It's like, we're not, you're not off base. Yeah. You're not off base by just being so pumped about it. Exactly. The only thing that's missing from Easter Vigil Mm -hmm. is whenever we're doing that is I wish we could have like people cutting backflips down the center aisle, like in (laughs) Blues Brothers, man. No, that's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> but you feel that way though, man. Like I feel it yeah. in my spirit, man. Like whenever I'm, I'm encounter, like there's, I mean, I couldn't cut a backflip even if I wanted to, <laughs> but like, I definitely have that within me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel it. I'm like, oh, no, dude. Yeah. And Easter really- makes you feel like that. And this resurrection power and the season makes mm-hmm. you feel like you can do things that you're not capable, would feel before that you're not capable of necessarily. Yeah. So that's oh, awesome. Man. Isn't that great though? Because think about that. So I was just listening to a talk by Bishop Robert Barron and he was talking about, you know, the sacraments and stuff. And he was talking about like that what God does is do the things that we feel incapable of, you know, mm. like that's what God does. Like at any time. And so like, if we're called to be Christians, to be other Christ's, we're called to be like God, then like that feeling that we feel inspired to like do these things that we wouldn't ordinarily feel like we can't do. Like to me, that's, that's a sign of grace, right? Is that like, cause we, you know, you feel inefficient most times and you feel ill-equipped, but like God equips you, you know, like when God pulls through and provides the graces to like make it work. So I don't know. It's just this cool thing. That's like where I feel inadequate that's where like god's gonna come and start working and doing his thing and easter baby i can't bring myself back from the grave but you know what jesus 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 can can. and he did yeah i know and he did and that is something to talk about dude i love that i love your energy i love your vibe i feel like you have a lot of things that you hope for and things that you put in god's hands and at the end of each one of our episodes we ask our guests what they hope for. What's their hope for the week? And so it can be something large, something small. Um, If you'd like me to go first, you can have time to think about it. You're more than welcome to. But I feel like you really came through with the word. You were giving me joy. You were giving me excitement. You were giving me, you guys, we really need to like pump up this Easter. So I feel like you got to give me some real words when it comes to something that you're hopeful for. You know, April 29th, we're confirming this group of kids that I work with at the church. And like, I really hope for them that like, they can see what the church is, is handing to them, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I know I've done everything I can through the, the course of confirmation prep to like, I go in like full salesman mode when it comes to confirmation <laughs> class. Like I turn in oh, like, this is that. what... This is what the church is offering. This is what's at stake. This is what you're trying to do. The church is just trying to do what's best for you. Like the church just wants your life to change for the better. The church wants you to live forever. You know what I mean? Like, which is the greatest gift we could give, right? Greatest gift we could give anybody. You just can't help sometimes, but feel like, not that you did something wrong or or you could have done something different, but just that like, you know, you've done everything you can everything in your in your powers to like communicate the faith and to give them the truth and to give them the truth in love and then after that all there is is hope right like it's just that's the only it's just a hope that like the dots connect that like you planted seeds that god reaps the harvest and that like it works right 
And so that's like my hope, especially just as we're approaching this whole season for lots of churches, I'm sure do confirmations and stuff in the spring. And there's such a cool opportunity for this, you know, springtime in the church. And you hope that like the dots connect and that these teens can be the saints that they're called to be just because Mm. like that's, I mean, what else is there, right? Is like, I mean, there's holiness and sainthood. It's the thing that you were created for. And like, when you're not doing that, then you're just selling yourself short, you know, Mm. like you're doing something less than what you could have. And so, I don't know, man, it's like, that's the hope. That's literally what I'm hoping for is just that like, by everything that we've done in this confirmation prep that like over the course of, you know, the next months and years of these teens lives that it like connects and then like they see holiness as this great valuable thing and not this like list of arbitrary rules that don't mean anything to anybody, you know? Mm, so, yes. but so no. that's my hope, man. That's like my hope and my prayer all the time is just that like in doing and working with teenagers, just in general, even outside of the scope of confirmation, just like, dude, I hope that like you have your aha Jesus Christ, God moment. And that you mm. just like get to follow that path to sainthood, you know? Oh, so that's my hope, that. baby. That's my hope. Dude, that's what I, I love that. I love that energy. You are a great youth director. <laughs> I remember feeling that same thing when I was a youth director. And I was like, my only hope is that y'all just like connect with God during this. And you guys have mm-hmm. like a relationship. So I totally get that. Well, my hope for the week is that I am moving at this point. Um, and uh, I am making the move to Louisiana. <laughs> yes. And at this point, that you guys are all listening to this. I have already sat for the GRE, which I'm taking on Easter Monday. Yes. So please, everybody, if you are listening, please say a prayer. I get my results in 15 days, which at that point should be like today. So um, (laughs) yeah. And so uh, I'm just really hopeful that I do well on it and that I can interview for this school, get in, get a graduate job, you know, and just have all of those stars align and then go to Louisiana with a grateful heart and, uh, you know, Absolutely. a full bank account that I don't have hey. to take out 500 loans to go to school. Yeah. So, um, hey. so that is the my The Lord hope. can do it and the Lord will do it. I'm so confident yes. that these things are going to work out. Don't even worry about it. Thank you. And, uh, you know, honestly, with Stephen's confidence, like, I believe it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Stephen, where can we find you? Where can people learn more about you? Uh, very interestingly, I guess the best place is just Stephen Jobert music on Instagram. And so okay. my name is Stephen with a V J O U B E R T. And then also I do have a podcast that I do, uh, talking about Catholic music and stuff called the writer's round. Also, if you want to stay up to date, I've got that writer's round podcast, Instagram handle. So, Sweet. you know, if you want to keep up with me and all things Catholic tunes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Well, Stephen, we will put that in our show notes, but we appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for giving us your time. Everyone go follow Stephen on Instagram and go follow Ave Maria Press as well. Enjoy your Easter season. And Stephen, I will probably talk to you in like five minutes. I had a blast. I hope we can do this again. All right. Bye. Thank you guys for listening and thank you to Stephen Jobert for being our guest. 
We'll have all the information about Stephen and what he's up to linked in our show notes. So please check those out. Next week, I'll be talking to Sarah Christmeyer. We'll be talking all about Ave Maria's new Catholic note-taking Bible. And we'll be talking about how to incorporate the Bible in your daily life. It's going to be an awesome conversation. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Looking forward to talking to y'all next week. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.